going to sing you happy birthday? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> so this is our brand new episode, and I get uh, my birthday sing to me by Sonia Zarbatani. Happy birthday to you. That's amazing. <laughs> what, a, what a start. If I would have known, you would have had a cake, you would have had balloons, there would have been a marching band. Hello, tell me a little bit. Well, that's exactly why I didn't tell you, actually. <laughs> I knew that was coming, so that's exactly why I didn't say a thing. And I just went uh, rogue on it. And Michelle was like, yeah, it's his birthday. <laughs> so, uh, But I'm the same. I'm the same. Yeah. 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 No, I, I don't yeah, think you would have said. I'm the same. I don't like it when people know it's my birthday. So hey, we're we're taping a podcast, and by the way, Sonia, it's gonna be my birthday. So you better, you know. Yeah. I uh, better like <laughs> deliver. Yeah, right? you better deliver. I'm so into it. Listen, give me high expectations. I'm ready to crush that. Let's do it. So uh, welcome everyone on episode. I don't know what of our Nankurunaisa podcast, uh, aka the podcast that Sonia doesn't have no idea what we're going to talk about. Which I love. I have no idea. You're like, come on my podcast. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. And for people who don't know, and actually, I don't even know if Michelle knows that, but we met through friends, contacts, whatever, and you were on my show, yeah. uh, radio show that I have here in Montreal on 91.9 Sports, and you actually recorded a podcast of our interview that you put on your podcast. I, I hope people can play a drinking game that every single time we say podcast in this episode, they can have a shot or something. And, uh, and then I said, you know what? I should do that. Have my own podcast. And you looked at me and said, you should do it. It's so easy, easier than you think. And that actually gave me the push of doing it. Yeah. And I bought, all this equipment and I called Michelle and I went, Michelle, we have to do this thing together. Uh, I need to have you on my podcast. We had to record it twice. And she said, well, actually let's do it all the time together. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm down. I said, there's not enough women on podcasts in Montreal. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I'm so proud of you because I remember exactly that interview and I'm like, why aren't you doing a podcast? Why? Like, look how easy this is. And then it yeah. stays, right? And good for you for, like, bringing in a badass woman to come and, mm -hmm. like, you know, because you need that feminine touch into the podcast. Yeah. I'm excited. And, uh, yeah, and someone that's uh, a, a big contrast uh, to my personality. I mean, Michelle and I have been friends for years. Uh, she's been my CrossFit coach. Uh, we trained together. Uh, I was a fan of Michelle when she was competing, but also we Not grew. Not more, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan anymore. <laughs> so, but <laughs> we 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 grew together in our own ways, and we always stayed friends. So uh, it's good it's good to have her. Uh, it's good to have you two here, Thank also. You. Well, uh, let's let's explain to Sonia what this Nankurunaisa means. It sounds kind of funny, but basically, this the the name came out of it because I just came back from Japan and I was really. Um, intrigued by their culture and we were talking about this podcast that was basically about trying to figure out why people um, get the results that they get that they get in life um, and it's about kind of Nankura Naisa is a Japanese saying concept that illustrates that when you have faith in the future and your will is in the right place things will play out to your advantage so when you put your you place your seeds and you work hard while you place your seeds and you let time do its thing, you always will get what, what you... Um, so yeah. you'll, 
you'll you get recall what you sell. <laughs> you'll <laughs> get what what you what you work for, and a lot of people today, especially with social media, look at people who have success pe as people who have followers or people who have um, gained a certain level of notoriety, and they don't know why those people got to where they were, whether it's um, the decisions they made, the kind of people they are, um, and everything put together. So that's what this podcast is about. We're trying to figure out why people like you are where you are. I'm trying to crack the code. Yeah. I yeah. love that shit because I will give you every single, Whoop. every tip I have. That is that is my world. Like if I can help one, ten, a hundred, a million people, that's what I'm well, about. That's what you do in life. That's right? what I do in But life. How, how did you come up with, you didn't wake up a day and say, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a coach. I'm gonna be a coach. I'm gonna coach. I'm gonna coach you. <laughs> I'm gonna change your life. <laughs> change your life. So no. what happened? How did it start? How did it? Uh, what was the first step? I think it's you realize that you're an outcast. To be honest, like I think I just grew up always. I was always this like super happy, bubbly kid that just woke up with a smile, and I was just like, no shit, no shit. I'm surprised. Right? <laughs> 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 Not much has changed. Um. I just, I just, that's, that's who kind of I was. And I couldn't relate to m many people at all. And, uh, and then I, I realized that, you know, I, I, I love people. I loved, I loved, I was always tons of energy. And everybody told me, like, you're going to see when you get, get older, you're going to see when you're going to have kids, you're going to see when you're, all these things, you know. And people kind of, they're always the first to tell you, they mirror their own life, right, where they stop themselves. And what happened with me is I, I, I really, as when I was younger, I was like, no, like, I want to be the best. I want to not stop myself. I want to push harder. And I just kept pushing. And anybody that came into my world that told me I couldn't do it fueled me to do it even harder. Mm -hmm. And I'm so hard right now because <laughs> it fuels me. So do I have fear? A million percent. This place where we're at, it's 9,000 square foot, and I'm trying to negotiate more. And all I really wanted was 4,000 square feet. But and it scared the shit out of me and it's big goals and it's big. But to me, when it's scary and when it's like, that's where the that's where the gold is, like, that's where the fire is. But what drives me is not money. Like it's it's good. And I like to make a lot of it. And I crack the code on that. But to me, it's impact. Like to me, where what fuels me is like I love seeing people light up. So for me, you know, when I grew up in the fashion industry, Yeah, I know how to scale businesses. I know how to make money, and that was cool. But it didn't make me light up to sell clothes. I was like, I'm not changing the world selling clothes. Whether you, you know, t-shirt's a t-shirt. A hoodie's a hoodie. Rags are rags. Rags are rags. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, so I was like, there's got to be more, you know? And then I moved to L.A., and um, I, I thought it was, it was for acting, and I thought that was it. But then I was like, that's not it. This isn't what I'm supposed to do. And then I got into personal development. And I got into Landmark, and then I did all the Tony Robbins, and then I did NLP, and then I went deep because I was like, wait, this is, the, this is the magic, you know? At first it was like, I need to figure out myself, but then I was like, wait a second, these, all these skill sets that I can now use to be able to impact other people's lives. So then I, I, I realized that to me, you know, God didn't think I'm any special. Like, I don't believe that you or I or anyone is, has a greater gifts. It's just we were all given a gift, and it's up to us to go get it. And it's up find to find it. To find it. Yeah. To go get it, and then to just keep building. 
you know, and to stop this like sabotage mentality or this small thinking mentality that like, no, you know, you can only do this and just imagine if you didn't have that mentality imagine if we could go as big as we want like what can we accomplish mm. do you think we're all given one gift no. or multiple multiple okay i don't believe like i listen i'm all about passion purpose gift i speak mm. about that i coach about that however why are we stopping at one mm. like why are we stopping at one and you develop different gifts and you develop different talents and you evolve because who you were as a teen is going to be different than who you are as a student and who you end up being as a wife and who you want to be as a friend, as a mom. And those gifts and those passions and purposes evolve. And so I think, you know, we're, we're humans that as we develop different gifts and as we develop different networks in our life and experiences like let's be open to it all being a gift you know it's mm. very deep it, it makes me think what you're saying a lot i mean because I, i i in another episode i'm, I'm talking to, to to michelle michelle is a very artistic person mm. uh, she studied in design yeah I, i i know before we started tracking that podcast we were talking about all this crossfit career and coaching and all that stuff but she uh she she started with design she's an artistic person she draws re really well paint really well and i can do shit of that mm. i mean don't give me a pencil don't give me whatever um, yeah but you have a great smile Okay. Yeah, that's it. I have a great <laughs> smile. So you can bank on that. I have, yeah. I have nice tattoos. On smiling uh, and tattoos. Yeah, smile and tattoos. <laughs> But I realized uh, in London actually two weeks ago that also have uh, art was any kind of uh, natural gift that someone has. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be playing hockey, can yeah. be business, yeah. can be whatever, uh, you know. And I realized my art was probably with microphones. So I, I just realized it was probably a gift that I had. Not I'm not any better than anyone, just more natural for me. I have to work as hard as anyone. But um, yeah, so you're, you're really making me think about mm. all, all of this philosophy that how you should approach that. And um, it actually unlocked something in my head uh, on the way I'm seeing it. And the way and I'm the thing, so you go, all right, have so confidence in yourself, you know? Yeah, so that's cool. So then you're like, all right, let me, you know, let's say even to Michelle, you're like, okay, she had a gift as art, and then it developed into CrossFit. And then, so if she was just one dimensional, she goes, Sonia, like, you know, I'm having a real issue because here I am thinking that art's my passion, my purpose, but I hit the gym and I start pushing weights and I start coaching people and I light up too. So why choose one or the other? Like, why do we need to choose one or the other and not instead? you know, build a business maybe of one and a passion of the other, or maybe merge both. Then you speak of, okay, well, now that I've discovered my gift, which is you, maybe it's a microphone, cool. But then you got to develop that gift. You know, it's not enough to just be like, now you have to work your ass off to be the best at that gift. If yeah. or in order, like if we're talking about scaling, you know, I'm very good at business. I could sit in front of anybody and scale their business. Like that is my talent. Like you tell me one idea, I'll make you make a shitload of money doing it. That's just what I do. However, in order for me to scale the business that I'm that I'm going to, I work nonstop, but I'm so passionate about it that I actually really like what I do and it doesn't feel like work. And then you end up manifesting into your life all the people that are on that same energy. Like, why are you going to come to me? Because you know you and I, we work together and it's going to flow and it's going to be fucking cool and we're going to have a good time. Because at the end of the day, 
people are over just working at their nine to five or, or eight to eight. But that's what we were taught to do as kids. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I mean, Michelle found her gifts. You found yours. I found mine. Some of mine. I mean, we probably uh, didn't find a lot of our gifts, too. And uh, life's probably about being a Rubik's Cube or something. I mean, some people will take 45 years, 50 yeah. years to, to discover um do you do that with people do you meet All these the kind of people that don't know where they're I did going it this morning i coached this morning and and it was that and i think that sometimes also if you can't find that purpose that passion that gift don't be so stuck on it don't be so stuck on it because people put such a big label and sometimes it's like you know especially i coach a lot of moms like you know she just had a kid and now she's not happy with her job and she wants to evolve into another job and There's she's so like many mom entrepreneurs so many but like why do we need it make it like a one thing like this is what you need one gift and then all of a sudden it's stopping her from so much because here she thinks there's this like greater power that god or whoever you believe in gave you this one thing so fuck that put that aside Now let's get to fun. What what do you look at? What do you research? What do you who do you follow on Instagram? What do you watch on YouTube? Like look at what it is that you love to do. Look at what it is that you would do even if you weren't getting paid. I like this. This is fun. I like working with people. I don't mind. It's not about the money anymore. This is fun to us. You would do this anyways, right? Yeah. So once you know, you're like, I would want to do a podcast and it was easy. And I all I did is like, she just mean grain dans la tête. That's it. And it just like bloomed. You were like, Wait, this girl came in, a lot of energy, fucking girls, didn't stop. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what it does. Because all I, all I do is I just put something in your head, and then you just watch it sim, and then wh why do you think coaching works? It's because two weeks, same thing this morning. She was like, so you told me, and I was like, huh. Because you took that, and then it resonated with you, and you were aligned with it, and then it's like, okay, how do I make it happen? And once you're clear on that little thought that you're like, maybe I should be doing that. And then you, be, you have to be in choice. You have to choose that. Mm -hmm. Because unless you choose a certain path in your life, you're always going to be on the sideline looking at other people do it, waiting for your next thing to do it. When I'm richer, hotter, skinnier, what, whatever. You're going to make up some bullshit excuse why you're not doing it. And you're going to see everybody else do it. And so instead of just staying on the sideline, one, you have to be in choice. Make that choice. Even if you suck at it, it doesn't matter. You'll get better. I'm sure your first podcast wasn't that great. It was actually very But good. Because you do this shit for a living. <laughs> You're like, actually. First, first, radio, first radio episode, though, was not really See? good. I mean, it's, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. You learn. And even if you think you did a good job or your bosses are like, yeah, good job. I mean, you don't. I'm sure, Michelle, you look at some coaching that you did at the start and you were like oh yeah Why i said all kinds of stupid stuff yeah and and <laughs> in five years from now i'm gonna look back at what i'm saying now and it's probably gonna be flawed you know it's constant it's constant but it's do you constantly see the same ev 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 evolving there we go how, how do we call that how, how do evaluating evaluate ev evolutionizing evolutionizing <laughs> evolving wow. but how, no yeah. there, there was this also japanese we're very big on japanese words here yeah. um kaizen Constant improvement. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's what we used um, to say too. My question, I guess, is um, you are now beaming with confidence. Um, how was it when you when you said that you started kind of your professional career in the fashion industry? Mm -hmm. So how did that come about? Because the fashion industry is an industry that there's so much talk around it, negative, positive. 
it's a it's an industry that's kind of like Very to me anyway yeah. it's, it's a controversial interest industry for many 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 reasons um but what draw what drew you to it and what exactly did you do in, in the fashion industry okay so i think you know it's funny because in every single industry people yeah. will tell you that like now all of a sudden everybody wants to be a coach like what i've been a coach 13 years like i was like certified 13 years ago in la that wasn't cool nobody in canada knew what a coach was they know psychologists and they knew a doctor they didn't know a coach like nobody did that now I coach coaches all day long that they're like, I'm a body positivity or a, and then they're, you know, a, a, a food and da 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 coach. Like they're just mixing up words and adding coach. And then it's like, oh, that just made myself a career. So in every business, people are going to tell you there, you know, it's a really, it's, there's a lot of competition or it's a really, so just like that, I just, you know, find your lane. Like, find your lane. There's going to be a lot of people in that lane, but the better you get and the more you surround yourself with people that are crushing it in that lane, it's not going to be so busy anymore. And that's where you're really going to start to build that confidence. It's like people telling me, oh, well, you know, the retail is dead. Stop it. People are still buying stuff. Oh, you know, and for you, I'm the sure how many. The retail has changed. That's retail it. changed. It evolves. You have to be faster. You have to just be faster and quicker and know. And then it's like, what's the, where are they going next? Let me be there. You know, mm -hmm. same thing as trainers. Like, let's say for everybody what, uh, like listening, I'm sure you have so many people that want to be trainers. But what's trainers going to tell them? Oh, you know, it's a busy space. Oh, there's a lot of trainers in Montreal. Fuck that. Do you think coaches are like actually trainers or influencers because of social media? Yeah, now I can coach you because I inspire. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, this is bullshit. That's why I'm doing a Coach Sony Academy. I want to certify people. This is, this is a very serious process to take people through what's stopping them in their life, how they're sabotaging in their life, and to actually put them into transformation. It's not... I lost weight and now I'm want to help people. So I'm becoming a coach. That's not, you're not a coach. It's not, you're, you guess what? You're not a trainer too. I exactly. Mean, yeah. So a trainer, same thing, get your certifications. The reason why your self-confidence is probably not as high as it should be is because you're not trained. Get your, get your papers, be certified and do it well. And then you can come and actually bring in clients. And then you can come from a place of, I have a methodology. I take them from point A to point B. The only reason why my, my coaching career is crushing life is because I get results. That's it. So it's not a question of, oh, Sonia's got more followers. I don't care about my followers. I, I, I can't have, it's not about the followers. Mm -hmm. It's about clients. And the more value you give your clients and the more you are present, whether you're a trainer, whether you're an avocat, a lawyer, a d anything, the second your client comes in, this is your priority. Your phone's off. Your stuff's done. You're, you're, you're fully, fully present to how can you improve their life and bring massive value about in, your, in their life. Once you start to shift your mindset to that, watch people come back. Because they're not just going to come and, and, and coach with you once and be like, okay, best el fun, you know? No, because now they're like... Yeah, results, uh, of course, results bring people, but I, I guess the relationship also that you can have and develop with those people, what you, like you said, what you bring to their life. I mean, you're doing it with business and life coaching. Mm -hmm. Michelle does it with, well, it's fitness, but at yeah. the same time, it's life coaching as well. I mean, Michelle becomes some kind of confident to... Uh, those I guess so I'm not into the relationship with those athletes but sometimes <laughs> I guess that I mean 
you have to dig a little deeper. So why are the performance going well or not? Or mm -hmm. and she delivers results as well. I mean, I'm not coaching shit because I, I I don't have the patience to do that. And I you know so that's yeah. It, it's fascinating so to see of, too. There's so much of coaching, and I know that you must see that all the time with your athletes. Coaching, coaching athletes, coaching high performance, coaching at peak performance is all about it's mindset. Like that, that last two seconds, that last rep, that last push, that last, you know, every, that, like that's where the gold is. You know, mm. everybody, like you'll stop yourself and then it gets scary. And then everybody, you know, you feel like people are talking about it. You feel like, and I'm doing it publicly. I have a huge following. Everybody's looking at my shit. Watch me. You know, like, it's like, come at me, come, no problem, come. But it's, it's, it takes a lot of balls because people are watching. And yes, a lot of people are cheering from you, but a lot of people would actually want you to fail because they're not stepping into their fullest potential. So ça les dérange. Tu comprends? That's how you see it? That's how it, that's That's just how you see competition? Uh, not competition, but that's how you see, I don't know, just quote-unquote haters or uh, i don't look here's my here's i hate i hate that word i hate that I word too see, i don't I even use it on my social i don't even address it and i'm going to tell you why i don't address it because it doesn't come into my space i don't it doesn't come into my i don't even know about these people because my circle is so closed and i'm so on to my i don't look at montreal i don't it's not my competition mm -hmm. we're doing what we're doing and growing where we're doing because of a global impact i'm trying to help a lot of people so if somebody in montreal thinks that i'm coming after that are doing the same thing i'm not looking at that come join sit down in front of me and you're gonna see that i'm so not about that and there's enough for everybody and that unfortunately this scarcity mindset that people that have such a you know oh she's doing that and no open it up bring her in how can i help and you're gonna see that all of a sudden it's like oh shit we can all eat oh shit we can all work from this space or build from this space or grow from this space like that's 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 where like then you want to be with people like that because they're like attends you know Two pretty girls can be friends. Two pretty, you know, like, <laughs> c'est tellement n'importe quoi. Oh non, moi, je suis belle. Tout le monde est jalouse. Personne n'est jalouse, G. Nobody's, like, <laughs> nobody's jalouse. Like, if, if you're a confident woman and you see another confident woman crushing life, like, let me help you. Tell me what you're about. Let me feed you people. Grow together. A hundred percent. I saw you reacting or thinking about what she was saying. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah. But uh, I'm <laughs> going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Quebec mentality? Because you're yeah. working with L.A., Miami, Morocco, Tombouctou, yeah. uh, yeah. whatever. I don't know, Russia or something. What do you think? Tell your side of, the, of, of life. Um, what I think is, I mean, uh, um, from my perspective, there is a lot of jealousy in, I mean, I'm going to talk about my field is fitness. I mean, there's a lot of jealousy in fitness. There's a lot of people who, who, who have the right stuff that, that peak and a lot of it is luck and also just you put yourself in the right situation and other people will see themselves as not as lucky and will kind of, they're going to, they're going to yell it out, but that's, that's part of competition. Like it's just, it's just noise, so that's the way I I, I see the situation. Because um, I see a lot of similarities in your yeah. both your businesses. I mean, coaching, uh, both of you has huge followings, a lot of success as well. So, yeah, 
Yeah, well, it's nice to see, like, I feel, I was talking to my business partner about this, is that I feel like in Quebec there is a little bit of a jealousy mentality, in, in, and I'm just saying that because I, I have a local business, but I also have an international business, and the local business, there, it feels like there's a lot of competition between, uh, in within the French-Canadian, and I know that, uh, and I'm going to be straight up and, um, Camila Bazinet is, is a French-Canadian CrossFit athlete that had a lot of success and has continues to have a lot of success. And she builds, she has like multiple businesses and and she went with her athletic career and ran off and elle a fait des grosses shows. But she gets a lot of heat. hate and heat because of how she did it. But it feels like it was. It's really based on because that she's a French Canadian girl that went to the U.S. and decided to build her career over there. And there's a lot of ah, mais t'es américaine maintenant, things like that. Piece. It's yeah. sad, you know. It's yeah. very sad. I mean, I I yeah. wonder why we would have that speech over uh, Camille. Yeah. And not about Guy La Liberté. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. Camille no, was on tout le monde en parle, and and the people were like, not cool with her. Yeah, I mean, the war, so like it yeah. was a, and I love yeah. I, I love Camille. I mean, she, I, I think she did she did a, she did a lot for Quebec and yeah. but that that interview at Tout le monde en parle, I don't think it showed the best no. of her. Uh, just like my friend Mark Fit was at Tout le monde en parle as well, and uh, I, I think this interview was fucking bullshit. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm not afraid to say it. I was so fucking pissed when I saw that interview. I was like, okay, so you're just basically having the answers you want of making him go. Uh, from an influencer, and the guy is one of the most genius businessmen I've ever met mm. in my life. Mm. So uh, there's not a lot of credibility attributed to new nouveau entrepreneurs. I find to the way the um, the younger generation, I'm going to say, mm. um, have found uh, to build brands and businesses. It it feels like there's a lot of um, closeness and and there's a lack of credibility. It feels like. From those people, yeah. Mark Mark Fit has built a brand out of nothing. He literally is a self-made man. Yeah, he had three hundred dollars in his bank account, yeah. so he decided to buy a fucking camera and started training. That, yeah. That's exactly what he Mais did. Yeah, fit, uh, sorry, I keep going back to French, but he no, he made something out of nothing. And in the fitness industry, and and I am only saying this because I'm in the fitness industry, but there's a lot of And, and not just fitness, but in sports. Mm -hmm. Like I did weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting for a long time. I competed um, uh, um, at, a, a at, a, at a good level, but not for a very long time. Uh, but level. even Good level. Um, <laughs> but, but all the coaches within themselves were really, mm -hmm. say, in a, in a, in a it, it, competition just brings out the best in certain people and yeah. it brings out the worst in certain people and that's part of competition just like a lot of things like pressure would do the same thing but yeah. i mean you we're talking about mark fit we're talking about you, you know you, you said about your uh your, your um journey in, in coaching and uh having women that you know if they look good or they're kind of cute and having oh yeah everyone's jealous or whatever uh, on that thinking do you think that looking good uh looking good makes you gives you i don't know some kind of i don't know how to say in english but uh, you know two strikes in the beginning you know like mark fit looks good he starts his business people think it, he's successful just because he looks good yeah same thing uh, so you think lack of credibility based on yeah being based on the looks yeah i mean if as a woman as a as a beautiful woman is does that 
in, in like does that make other people judge the fact of your success well look at for example the fashion industry so for me you know my dad w you know owned guest jeans in canada right when i was growing up and the biggest thing was always you know i was at magic i was doing uh, in vegas at the age of 16 years old and we owned guest jeans but i was always like ah c'est la petite de guest ah elle a le elle a tout parce que c'est la petite de guest and i was at the office at 8 a.m i was going to school i was coming back and i was working harder than all of them yeah but because my dad owned the business and because it was cute so baby sister cafe so everything was always like must be nice must be nice and i felt like i needed to constantly prove myself and i felt like yeah. i needed to work constantly 10 times harder because when i was the you know now it was a family business then as i grew it was like okay now i'm in the big boys league and it's all men on the top of the like it's men there's a lot of men so now you're at the you're sitting at the tables but now they're looking at you because oh well guess why she she got a seat at the table so i was constantly having to be so eloquent and be so strong and be so until i went fuck that let me do it my way because i want i shifted that into going no 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 this we need to flip the strip like the script sucks because men don't compete like that why are we as women competing on this shit level we need to us lead by example and bring our girls up bring our sisters up i don't need to be a man to to be able to sit at that table let me be feminine let mm -hmm. me be let me come in in heels let me come in with makeup on and be a beautiful woman and be very confident and know that my credibility and my skill sets and brings me at that table and i've earned a seat at the table and then let me bring my sisters up let me bring the other girls up and let's let's have more seats at the table rather than me push out these girls to say no no there's only one girl at the table so it might as well be me assume more space it's, yeah. it's for yeah. us like i'm i'm you know i i hibernate so much i'm so public over social but if you guys actually see my stories it's always the same four girls in my life because to me it's about closing the castle because as you grow back up everybody's watching everybody has something to say it's just normal it's okay it, it doesn't even matter mm -hmm. honestly And we, you have to have this kind of big ca carapace because to go, it's okay, I got you, it's all right, I got you. And it's scary because I got a lot of people right now. I'm paying for a lot of people and it's all on me. My husband doesn't give me a penny. My dad does not pay for shit. All of this construction is on my dime. And guess what? I'm doing it very publicly. So if anything fails, it's only on me. But if it goes good and I bring in everybody with me, we all eat. We all celebrate because I'm not trying to build the Sonia show. I really don't give a shit. I don't need more bravo, t'es belle, t'es bonne, ça, more. It's not about that anymore. And the collective of especially us women, I like our men too, but especially of us women, if we can come together and go, look, she's crushing it in the fitness world. Let me refer her to the world or come into my world or see, like, it's so about us as women who have made it to, you know, we have. And to go here, I, I, I have 12 interns that I mentor because I wanted to have, when I was a student, I didn't have anybody giving me any opportunities. And I have 12 girls that sit in on big meetings, on big pitches, and they're taking notes and they're going, shit, I never had that opportunity. So where I go with this whole, you know, any of these stories, we all have these stories, but Listen, it's all their small mindedness. We are not going to slow down because of anybody's lack of stepping up. 
let's just step up and take them with us. So mm. what's the first thing would you tell to someone that wants to start anything? Start anything? <laughs> one, get clear. Okay, there's literally a step-by-step. Step. One, get clear on what that is. Even if you change like six months, it doesn't even matter. But start somewhere. Get clear on what that thing is. Like get into a like, okay, if I really didn't, if it didn't have to just be about money, what would I do? Get clear on that. Get yourself a game plan on that. Then literally write up the business plan. Like I'm not trying to coach you, but you got to do that shit. Write oh it up because what's your, you know, who's your target market? How much are you going to price this? What are you going to do? Like really clear so that clarity will make you move. If you don't have clarity, that's what's stopping you. And then you got to go, okay, who do I need in my corner? I don't believe in doing things yourself. Who do I need in my corner that's going to just get my mind straight so that you can start to actually build this business or this project or this passion? I'm good. Bye. So <laughs> who do <laughs> like, just want to make sure the kids get I picked like up. the kids are going to get picked up. So who do you need in your, in your corner in order to, to be able to feed that? And then I'm telling you, cut the castle out, shut it down, close the doors so that all this negativity or this lack, whether it's your husband's, whether it's your wife's, whether it's your parents, sometimes the people the closest to you are the ones holding you the most back. It's crazy to say that, but it's true. Sometimes it's your best friend that, you know, is like, Mais là, it's, trop pas que ça va. How it's much risky. It's risky. Yeah. It's a lot of money. I don't know. You, you know, tu as une belle vie. Qu'est-ce que tu as besoin de tout ça? So just really focus because until you get to a certain level, when you're at a certain level, it's funny how everybody fucking shows up. Oh, you're back, you know? <laughs> oh, and then they're all proud of you, and then they're all cheering for you, but you're like, wait a second, six months, yeah, yeah. Six months ago, where were you, right? So don't worry about people, because people come back. But they just, you have to lead the way, and it sucks. You're going to be alone. It's not going to be the easiest. There's going to be, but know that that's just going to happen. But if you, your, your drive is hard enough, and if your impact and if your your gift and if your hunger, if you're hungry enough and you actually go for it, then all the right people, a new people, new people are going to show up in your life that are going to give you even more opportunities to help even more people or to get to that next level of success. Nothing else to add. <laughs> my job? Close, yeah. close your mouth, uh, Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah said I'm going to pick up my, uh, my chin. <laughs> on the no, but actually it was very... Uh, very interesting. Yeah, I, uh, very, very. I don't know what else to add. Yeah. That was. Thank you so uh, much. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah. You know what? Like, I just, you know, I just think like it's up to us. You know, like it's up to us. I'm super happy I met you. You're awesome. It's like <laughs> clear in two seconds, but it's like it's up to us. You mm -hmm. know, and it sucks that for women we deal with things that you guys don't deal with, and that's the truth. And it's for us to be able to talk about it because it's true. It does happen. But then it's for us to kind of like look at it and go, come at me. And with us as a, as, a, as a collective of women that are not about that and that don't speak of other people, yeah. only then can we lead other women to go, okay, je pas besoin de parler des autres. Nothing will come out good at that. I just, I'm going to focus on what I'm doing and I will just inspire the next generation. I'm very proud of being here sitting in this room with two successful entrepreneurs that inspire other people. And two, I mean, we're three entrepreneurs mm. and you two are having much more success with your businesses than I'm, I'm having right now. And that's, <laughs> that's it. No, no, I'm not diminishing myself. It's just the truth. I mean, if we look at numbers, this is what it is. You have two international businesses, mine is still local. I don't have no shame at all saying that. I, I mean, 
that's perfect. That's a big prideness. Pride. Mm -hmm. Can we say pride? Pride. Pride. pride? Yeah, I I feel much pride. I feel much pride. I feel much pride. Anyway, <laughs> uh, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's my birthday. Do you? I, I'm 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 spoiled for my birthday. I mean, uh, so I I was just I we were talking about how business can have uh, not business women can have probably in business. Uh, I mean, more. Um, They're challenges. Bumps in the road and challenges yeah. and all that stuff. But I mean, we're sitting here. We're talking business. We're talking inspiration and. Uh, It, it, it's just good to have two successful entrepreneurs like this talking about all this stuff. And anything uh, you I'm need. I'm a lucky man. Anything you need. You saw that? You're like, oh, I want you on my podcast. I'm like, I don't even care what it's about. I'm in. And uh, <laughs> yeah, next time we'll do it earlier so you can go pick up your kids. I gotta and, go pick uh, up these kids, win, come uh, back and coach. Kids these days, huh? Listen. So uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll do an episode two some, uh, sometime you soon. You can move in here and do your episodes all day every that, day that's what we'll do thank you sonia thank you so much thank, thank you michelle you. that was fun you're amazing awesome. <laughs> so much fun so talk to you soon Bye. and so it's been you know every time we go back there seems to be more momentum and and more little little things happening you know uh, physicians come and they learn about crossfit and you think about all these doctors who are practicing medicine and maybe they're doing CrossFit in their own CrossFit gyms, but they think about it just like a workout. And it's like, Oh, this is what I do to work out. But once they go to the level one and they realize that there's so much more to it and the impact that it can have on health and on chronic disease, then when they go back to their communities, they're able to communicate that better and sort of rally. I think um, more people in their communities to use it more as a tool for people with chronic disease And it, it's only going to continue, I think, to grow and develop in the natural, organic way that most CrossFit things do. Um, but it's been very, very cool to see it evolve over the past couple of years. I didn't know very much about uh, the CrossFit health, but it's nice to see it from an... I mean, I, I my point of view is quite external in that, um, in that field, but... Um, It's it's nice to see the impact going from from one place, you know, to another that is that is from the inside, you know. My question now, I guess um my my question is a little bit broad, but um I'm very curious because because at the beginning, like uh, Fred and I, uh, not Fred, but Greg Fred is my boyfriend. <laughs> Greg Greg and I talked last um when we were filming our intro and he asked me what what I felt um success was and I felt that success to me was gaining enough experience to kind of navigate the world and navigate kind of challenges um and feeling confident with the roadblocks coming ahead that to me was success kind of having enough experience in life to be able to um attack any roadblocks that come up so I guess my question to you is with all the experience that you've accumulated so far Where do you feel like you're going and do you feel like you're on the road to the success that you feel is success? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I sure hope so. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think for me, success is, why don't we start with, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is success What? for you? Yeah, I think for me, it is, it would have to do with like, always constantly growing and pushing, you know, pushing yourself to 
realize your full potential, like, you know, who knows what that actually means, but always kind of growing towards this potential into being a better, more well-rounded person. Um, and while doing so, having a positive impact on the people around you. So, you know, I think you can be really mean and be successful, but to me that wouldn't be successful. Like, I think it has to be, you're trying to, you're trying to make the world a better place in some way, whether that's your small community, your family, or on a bigger scale. And, um, and you know, only you know if you're, if you're growing every day or if you're being, like, complacent. And so I think for me it has to do with growth and then it has to do with having trying to have a positive impact on the people around you. Um, I think, I hope I'm on that road. I think I'm, this is a very exciting time for me because as I'm ending, nearing the end of residency and starting, think, you know, moving towards starting my career, it's sort of going to be the beginning of a new chapter. And um, my husband who and I, who are both in family medicine, are really hoping to practice primary care in a way that's different and to inspire the next generation of primary care doctors. Um, you know, to because I think it's a field that needs some inspiration and it needs some, it needs more young, smart people going into it because it's such an important field. But I think in general, in medicine, at least in the U.S., it's not the most popular. Um, but I do feel really strongly that it's it's the most important. If we can have good primary care, then we have a healthy population. Um, everything else gets better. But if you think that this is your vision of success, don't you think that you've already attained some kind of success? That you've already been there, like impacting people in a positive... In, in different... I mean, like in all kinds of levels, right? Right. Because you've impacted people through your competitive career. Mm -hmm. um, now you're impacting people through your professional career. Mm -hmm. It's just like... And I think for me, that's part of what it is, right? attain it i mean it's it's a never-ending process you want more and more and more exactly it's like i think you want to always be trying to have success but like, you know you're not always going to have success but you want to always be on that pathway and you know i you could say like oh i've had success so now i'm done and i'm 30 and like i'm just gonna sit around for the rest of my life but that to me oh, wouldn't really be that sounds quite nice. yeah i, I kind of <laughs> love that idea i i already passed the marks and so i'm gonna th 34 next month uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's a constant, like you're constantly evolving. There's so many different phases of life and it's going to look different as you go through them. Well, thank you, Julie. Yeah. Great <laughs> conversation. I mean, there's, uh, I think there, there could be so much more to it and we could, uh, always deviate in many other subjects as uh, as Michelle and I have uh, a little more wine and beer and uh, anyway but <laughs> we'll leave you to your study and uh, make sure you can have a full night of sleep before tomorrow uh, thank you so much for uh, for being part of this we hope to cross paths early uh, on uh, on the legend uh, on the legend competition floor or something <laughs> Thank you, Julie, so much. It was such a pleasure to catch up, and I wish you all the best in in your graduation and in your future projects. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and I loved catching up, and I love, I didn't say this yet, but I love seeing everything that you've been doing since you've been done competing, because I think, I mean, I think it's so awesome to have more female 
coaches who are really, I mean, I, I just think it's so awesome what you're doing at a high level, continuing to coach athletes and being creative and doing everything that you're doing. Thank you so much, Julie. It's such a pleasure. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Hope all of you enjoyed this episode. It was brought to you by the Atlas Games and one of their major sponsors, Accès Physio, who will be handling all of the medical staff and equipment at the Atlas Games, the official provider. Go see them, their physical therapy clinic. They have six in all of the Montreal region and still growing overall great clinic i use them myself and they're very professional working with a lot of sports team professional uh, sports organizations as well accessphysio.com is where you want to go talk to you later and see you next week for another episode of non kurunaisa podcast <laughs>